This podcast is centered on what everyone is searching for, happiness. Come one, come all. Welcome to the Catholic Podcast, Truth Still Matters. The human person is made for truth, despite this dictatorship of relativism we breathe every day. This podcast exists in the stream of a new evangelization, championed by St. John Paul the Great, and continued with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. Stop drowning in the world of opinion. Embrace yourselves, for truth still matters. It is by God's grace that you and I have made it back for another episode of Truth Still Matters. If this is your first vodcast that you're checking out, know that you found a place where we are convinced that the truth is not just an abstract reality, but it's a person that lived 2,000 years ago, that died and rose, and that is still alive and waiting to be encountered by you and I. Once you and I meet the way, the truth, and the life, who is Christ Jesus, we will never be the same. And he is absolute. He doesn't change based on how you were raised. He stands outside of us, calling for us to meet him. And when you and I open up to the personal meeting that he wants to have with us, specifically through the scripture and the tradition, through the sacraments, once we open up to that great gift of his love, we will never be the same. This podcast, we're going to look at the great call of being happy. Everyone wants to be happy. Isn't that not right? You better believe it. We were made to be happy. The thing is, we can't be happy on our own. And oftentimes we fall for the lie that we can make ourselves happy by getting enough money, by studying getting the good grade, by making the team, by acquiring certain resources, by getting that certain attention by that special someone. Now, in and of themselves, these things are perfectly harmless. But if we substitute our true call for happiness by simply being fulfilled with these things, I think we've missed the call. We've misdefined what true happiness is. Let's take a look at what this great deposit of faith has left for us in describing the true essence of happiness. Hey, let's dig into it. Let's go. When we look at the New Testament, the true essence of happiness is revealed. And it's much different to the definition that initially comes to a person's mind when you think of happiness. When you think of happiness, you think about what? Um, a good feeling. You think about uh, being or becoming the best version of yourself. You think about fulfillment, self-actualization, contentment. That's the surface understanding of happiness. But there's something, even when you attain those things, there's something in the human heart that wants more. St. Augustine tells us that our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. So what is true happiness? And when you look at the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount is very telling on the true essence of happiness. 
The Sermon on the Mount displays a great sermon given by Jesus. Matthew describes Jesus as the new Moses. Remember, the Moses of the Old Testament goes up on Mount Sinai and receives the covenant, the Ten Commandments of God. And these Ten Commandments are made up of words, right? Well, the Gospel of John tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so we've got Jesus as the word on this mountain as the new Moses, giving us not simply a new and improved instruction from God, but he's describing how this word has become flesh and dwelt among us. And this is what the heart of the Beatitudes are. He gives a teaching, but this teaching is not merely instruction. He's giving us what it means or what the Christian life looks like when the life of Jesus, the word, the law is reproduced in us. See, that's the change of a Christian, not simply following a new dogma, but encountering Christ. This is the essence of the evangelization. This is the essence of unleashing the gospel, encountering Jesus who is alive and well right now. And when we encounter, when we open up ourselves to the, his life being reproduced in us, the Beatitudes flow from an individual. And the Beatitudes describe what it means to be happy. Blessed are those who are poor or poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now that term blessed in the Greek is makarios, which also can be translated happy. So happy are those who are poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Wait a minute. Happiness is being associated with poor? Blessed or happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Wait a minute. There it is again. Happy are those who mourn? Blessed or happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those or happy are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom. A different reality is being described with respect to happiness, is it not? Happiness is not simply feeling good. Happiness is not simply having a self of contentment or, or, or self-actualization. And the ultimate happy man is given right here. Look at the crucifix. We describe this day as Good Friday. Why do we call it good? Because when you look, when you contemplate, when you pray before crucifix, you're looking at a truly happy man. But this happy man did not feel good. This happy man was not without pain. But he was truly happy. Why? Because he was detached from pleasure. He was detached from power. He was detached from worldly esteem. And what was he freely attached to? He was freely attached to a reality of great value. 
for its own sake. And he gave himself to that reality so as to be united with it. And what was that reality? It was ultimately the father's will. See, that is what true happiness is. Not being self-centered, but being other-centered, being able to recognize value or reality outside of oneself and to freely give of oneself for the sake of that reality so as to be one with it. This is true happiness. And this happiness initially, as experienced in this world, leads to pain, leads to an apparent destruction. But that is never the last say for true happiness. This world rebels against true happiness. But don't let that rebellion mislead you, steer you away from true happiness. That eventually leads to a great fulfillment. It eventually leads to a great feeling. That Good Friday eventually led to a resurrection. But we must never mistake the fulfillment as being the essence of the happiness. It's tied to happiness. But the essence of happiness begins before the fulfillment. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is at hand the kingdom of God doesn't simply begin after you die and then go to heaven. The kingdom of God is at hand, which means you and I can be happy right now. We don't have to wait. But that true happiness, when we look at that as highlighted by the light of Jesus, true happiness is about being connected to reality outside of oneself. Being able to recognize it with our intellects, being able to give ourselves to it with our wills, being, and, and, and being able to rise up out of our particular needs, which is indicative of what it means to be human. We have a transcendent end, which means we live for another. We live for others. Namely, we live for the way, the truth, and the life, which has been revealed to us. And through his death and resurrection, his life has been reproduced in us so that you and I can now not be stuck in the pit of self-centered living, but truly rise out of it to recognize reality outside of ourselves, namely the will of God, and being able to freely give ourselves for the sake of that reality so as to be united with it. This is the essence of true happiness and we can't live that kind of life on our own we need help from on high to enable us to truly be happy with this kind of understanding it guides our way through this world we're able to look at various situations differently when we look at what true happiness is, everyone wants to be happy, but we are often misguided on what it means to be happy. We think happiness is simply being fulfilled and feeling good. And if we can't be fulfilled or feel good, we think that someone is taking our happiness away. Not so. Happiness is, first of all, being aware of true value and you and I don't determine what's of value. Most of the time we determine what's of value based on what serves us in a particular way. 
Not so. No, no. We've got to rethink this. Value is determined outside of us, whether we benefit from it or not. What is true value and what do I need to do to give myself for the sake of that value, not to take anything from the value, but to be a part of that value? That is true happiness. Now, God promises that when we give of ourselves for reality, outside of ourselves, for its own sake, when we give of ourselves for him, that's the ultimate reality. For his sake, now he promises to deliver fulfillment. He promises to deliver self-actualization. He promises to deliver, to deliver happy feelings. But we must not be involved for the sake of what he promises. Because even if he promised none of that, he is still worthy to live for. What do we have that we have not received? This is what St. Paul tells us. He is worthy of the gift of life that he's given us. We've received that gift of life. And you and I are called to give it back for his sake. But we must not mistake the reward for the true happiness of being open to God's life being reproduced in us so that you and I can give of ourselves. We only find ourselves in the sincere gift of self for the sake of not finding ourselves, but for the sake of Jesus. And that is what it means to be happy. That is what enables us to understand happy are those who suffer during this life. And when we live for his sake, so as to be united with him, that is the true blessed or happy state. May God bless and keep you all the days of your life. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.